Hello and welcome to the Relational Parents Podcast, where we get off autopilot and give thoughtful attention to how we interact with our children and relate to ourselves so that you can show up in your family as the best version of yourself with a lot more joy and ease. I'm your host, Teresa Puckett, and I'm thrilled you've joined us today. Hi, it's T. I am really excited to come to you and talk with you a little bit today about coddled versus capable. And the reason why I get very excited about this topic is I remember back when this really hit me. And this is something that I actually did learn a long time ago um, back with Montessori. It just really opened my eyes like our kids will learn to be more capable the more little steps that we can give them, the more that we don't try to do things for them. When I got that, it was like, boom, the world just really opened up for me. And my life as a a mother and a parent got a lot easier in many ways. There were still some challenges. So I want to talk to you today about those. Um, And I'm going to tell you a funny story. It's a story that my mother has told me time and time again. Uh, You know, a lot of moms will say your first word was whatever. So my mom also remembered and wrote down our first phrase, my first phrase. And so my first phrase, I don't, I don't remember how old I was, but something between one and two, call it one and a half. My first phrase was mommy dude it. And so what I, what would happen when I would say this phrase was I would be coming to my mother with a couple of broken things, whatever it was, you know, like something that was broken. I don't know, mommy do that, like mommy fix it, like mommy do it for me kind of a thing. And, and that's really, um, I wanted wanted to share that with you because it really embodies um, a little bit of what we're talking about here today. Now, an 18 month old obviously is going to need more help with more things than a five-year-old, than a 10-year-old, than whatever, a teenager. And our kids do hit those special ages like two and teens where they are naturally um, gonna be pushing out and becoming more independent, like no, I do it myself. And if we take that as a power struggle and we go like, no, I'm in a hurry. I'm doing it for you. We can be unwittingly sending them message that we don't, we don't really intend to be sending and it's nobody's fault, but our children can be making meaning out of those messages that we don't intend. So I want to talk a little bit about some of those potential messages. Um, so you can imagine, say in a household where, you know, there's, there's several children, even if there's only two, but there's more, more than one child. And so you have like mom doing things for baby and maybe older sister or brother, uh, or brothers doing things for the baby too, because they feel good and they feel like they're helping and they feel more grown up doing that. Well, that baby, can take that to mean 
many different things, but here's a couple. One, baby can take that to mean, oh, well, this is the way that I belong and this is the way that I feel loved and I feel like I'm important is with everybody else very busy around me doing things for me. That's the way I feel love. And you can imagine as they get older and older and they've already made that an unconscious belief and they're running that program and they don't even know it. That's going to present some, some challenges potentially down the road. And that's going to become a part of their quote personality because that's the way they wired themselves given the messages and how they receive those messages. Now, another person in that same exact situation, okay? Same situation. Um, the, the baby could take a different meaning and that meaning could be, oh, everybody is all around me, um, feeding me and dressing me and carrying me when I know I can stand and walk on my own. So there must be something wrong with me. I must be pretty incapable. Like I must need all these people around me to do things for me. That must be what needs to happen here. I must be incapable. Um, and neither one of those are the messages that we want to send, that we're trying to send, that we're consciously sending. Now, obviously there can be many, many more and, and, and that's fine. But just to give you an example of how things can play out, because as we know, children are expert at observing what's going on around them. They're expert at reading energy, but they are not expert at interpreting what is going on around them. So these are different interpretations that I am making up and sharing here. They're just interpretations. But that's when it all happens is when we're zero to six and all of the stuff is happening and our brain is wired to be taking it all in and absorbing it. But we're not necessarily expert interpreters. So if things are getting done for us that we can clearly do ourselves, we're making some meaning. We have to make sense out of that. And so we're, uh, we're creating our own beliefs here. So, so they're receiving messages that are potentially unintended. And I think this is a really important thing for us to talk about and consider today because one of the great things, the great trends that I see in parenting versus, you know, say 50 years ago, 40 years ago, whatever, and, and, you know, and more is that parents are more involved in their children's lives. Um, they're really taking an interest in lots of different facets of their children's lives, including dads, right? It's, it's, a really kind of cool thing to see. Whereas there were lots of dads, however long ago, a couple generations back who that just wasn't done. That's not what dads did. And they didn't know as much what was going on and they weren't as in tune with what was happening in their children's lives. So while it is a fabulous 
um, trend and a fabulous evolution in parenting, there are ways that we can sort of fall down a rabbit hole and we can veer off course if we let that pendulum swing all the way out from I'm not involved at all, I have no idea, to now I know every single thing. And by the way, I am micromanaging that because I care so much about my kid and I I don't want them to even like, you know, uh, maybe trip down a step or, or, you know, figuratively or literally, I am unwilling to let them make a mistake because I have wisdom and I can prevent that for them and they don't need to make mistakes. That is letting the pendulum swing very far out um, to an unhelpful extent is what I am going to say because if they're never allowed to make a mistake, then what's gonna happen when they finally do? They're gonna think, oh my gosh, I failed or somehow I can't do this or whatever it is. There's a much higher likelihood of something going awry as opposed to, oh yeah, I, you know, I'll just course correct and make this kind of tweak here and everything is gonna be fine and I'm resilient and I'm capable, right? So we need to let our children make mistakes, have their own experiences and be as independent as they can be. Now, obviously I'm not talking about letting our toddlers play out in the street. We keep them safe. We keep in tune with their development and we let them be as independent, provide only enough structure that they need. And as they get older, of course, that box that they get to play in and have freedom within gets bigger. So that is what I wanna to offer to parents today because an awful lot of the involvement that I see can take on and does take on a tinge of fear. We're afraid that our child is going to experience discomfort. We're afraid that our child might not get the best grade in the class. We're afraid um, that our child's project might not be handed in in time. Whose project is it? Whose responsibility is that? So, um, so I wanna offer that out to you. And the other thing that I see that I want to sound a giant alarm bell on is I see, and this is, this is not necessarily new, but I see it a lot, is parents getting so involved and paying so much attention to the facets of their children's lives that they are neglecting themselves. They're neglecting their own interests, their own lives, their own activities, and that is not good. That is when we start setting ourselves up to project to, okay, well, my child is a reflection of me. And, you know, I never had the 
opportunity to go to this kind of school. So now like my child needs to do that because I wasn't given that opportunity. I'm giving it to him, even if it's not right for him or even if he doesn't like it and I'm unwilling to, uh, you know, kind of be present with what this child needs as opposed to fulfilling my own unmet childhood needs. Um, this is a very big problem when we forget ourselves and we're so caught up in, oh my gosh, my, my daughter has anxiety and she feels like she needs to be perfect and oh my goodness, and we get really wound and we don't see that there's some linkage here. And if we can give ourselves the time and space to be fully present, that's actually a lot of what is going to help our child because we're gonna be in a space to really be present for them as opposed to being in fear. So I know I've gone a lot of places with this and I've touched on a lot of things, but coddled versus capable, they really cannot coexist. They are mutually exclusive. So think about that. What is more important? Is it really important to be five minutes late instead of 10 minutes late to that doctor's appointment? Or can you take a couple of breaths and let your four-year-old tie her own shoes and feel that capability? It's not easy. It's, it's simple. It's a simple concept but it is not easy. <laughs> so I'm not, I don't mean to, to make you think it's easy, but I am here to support you. I have walked this road and this is a road I feel like I've gone, um, I've gone reasonably, uh, reasonably far on. So I welcome your comments. Please send them to me. You can send them at support at relationalparents.org, as you know, or in our Facebook group. I will see you next time. Till then, bye for now. So glad you took the time to listen today. As always, I welcome your questions and feedback. Please send them to me at support at relationalparents.org.